When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. It is the Clock Brothers, Luke Stuckmeyer and Cody Del Mendo, twinning for obvious shirts today. Yeah, shout out to the obvious shirts. Someone, everyone Something said positive. obvious shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 14 to 5 Cardinals on a perfect Friday otherwise at Wrigley Field. Cody, I want to get some of the venom out of me so that I can breathe some positivity into the podcast afterwards. I started the day with gas that was more than $6 a gallon. Then I sat in a traffic jam all the way here. Then the Cubs take a 3-0 lead and blow it. Yikes. Uh, Then they get – then Marcus Stroman gives up nine runs. Not great. Then, uh, let's see, they get bases loaded, nobody out. They score no runs, and uh, now there's a second case of monkeypox in Illinois. Yeah. There it is. It's out. I, I, I had to get rid of that. Can I do my can do I Do yours. It? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, give us the – just mm. get rid of it. Okay. Um, today I woke up later than I wanted to. Uh, the scooter wasn't charged, so that's why I had to drive here today. Uh-huh. Uh, sat in traffic. Uh Going to eventually have to probably pay $6 for a gallon of gas because I'm going to go pick up my brother in Joliet there after this. Yep. Cost you about $100 to drive yep. there. Not great, Bob. Uh, I have been defending Marcus Stroman too much on the internet today. Uh, and to me. And to, and, to, and to Luke. And, yeah, that's, I mean... My my day didn't start off as bad as yours, but I mean, it, not Six not many good again. vibes today. Get folks. it all out. This is a safe place, you know. Safe place. Yep. yep. Get it all I'm out. I'm sure there. there were worse things that happened still, but th- those were the the ones that had me going early. Uh, all right. So now let's let's not even talk about the game out of the gate. Yeah. Let's let's not give talk about it. everybody something to be positive about going into the weekend. It looks like Caleb Killing is finally going to start for the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley Field. Finally, you know, the rock. It's happening. Yeah. Finally. Uh Yeah, Caleb Killian, man, like he it, it was it was time. I I remember whenever uh Brian Smith was here, he said at that time 4 to 8 weeks that we would probably see uh Caleb Killian and I remember saying something around, you know, I'd like to see 10 starts in Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think we got 9. So it was close. And he would have had 10. He hasn't pitched in like eight days now. Yeah, yeah, and he would have had 10. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's about time. And, again, it's one of those things about the Cubs this 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 season, trying to find out what we got. Is Killian something? All I know is he shoves 97 down your throat and, uh, you know, killed it at the Arizona Fall League last year, had six perfect innings in the championship game, has pitched well at Iowa – from all things that we have seen, Caleb Killian seems like he's pretty good. So, yeah. and he was a big part of the Chris Bryant trade. This is the first. This is the first one from the from the th- the the three core guys. We are going to see if Jed made the right moves. Uh, right. I don't know if he will stay with the Cubs after this start because it wouldn't. It also wouldn't surprise me if he. Unless he pitched really well, of course. If he if he t- has a bad start, it wouldn't surprise me if they sent him back to Iowa. Is it too soon to call him the next Kid K? Uh, Is there only one Kid K? Is that blasphemous to Kerry Wood? I don't think it's blasphemous. I don't to think Wood. he'd care. I don't think Kerry Wood actually likes the Kid K. Yeah, Kerry Wood's a legend to Cubs fans because of the twenty strikeout game, and you know he he was on some good teams, and he was he was good. But like, it's not like he's a Hall of Famer. Like, I think we can pass it along to Caleb Killian. <laughs> We'll call him the Kid K's soon because, you know, it's going to be him and Keegan Thompson in that. I like, in, see, I like that. I'm curious. 
Sorry, go, Luke. No, I was going to say they'll be the hardest-throwing uh, starters in the Cubs' rotation. Yeah. Who is By the far. last young Cubs pitcher to make a debut that had a buzz like this for the fan base? I mean, Alzali was hyped up for a while I, as sort I, of nah, a— I'd say I, but it was, I don't I'd think say it, it was maybe Hendricks. Yeah. If, and I don't know Hendricks, that Hendricks yeah. had this kind of buzz, but it was— he did not. It was an excitement because he was a guy that was traded for— Mm. He wasn't was a, a top prospect. Deal. I mean, Killian's the top prospect in the Cubs organization outside of Brandon. Yeah, Davis. so top pitching. This prospect. is a really exciting call up for the yeah. Cubs and a, a yeah. really important piece for the Cubs, hopefully going forward. And so, I that's exciting to me because they've struggled so much at bringing up any effective young pitching in the past. So, I mean, good luck, yeah. Caleb. Go shove. Yeah, I I would say. <laughs> You know, as far as this this level, you know, highly touted prospect, probably would say Mark Pryor or yeah. Carlos Zambrano, maybe. It, uh, yeah, Matt Clement. I, I'd say I would say it's probably <laughs> Mark Pryor. Yeah, Mark. Probably, probably Mark Pryor. I remember when Mark Pryor got the call, and like I was just a young kid. So fly, fly yeah. the dub's not going to like this. He says, "Let's let him pitch a major league game first, Luke. Good, Good grief." grief. <laughs> Can I can I be excited about something even if it's overly excited? They just lost fourteen to five, and I paid six bucks a gallon for gas. Yeah, but we did have ice cream. We did spin zone. We spin did have zone. ice cream. Spin zone. We did. We had have ice we cream. had an ice cream social. We were so bummed out after it hit about nine. Yeah. nine. What <laughs> was it like the fifth inning? It was fifth like inning. Me and Luke left the office. Said this this sucks. We're going to get ice cream. Well, enough of this. <laughs> Shout out to Cone. Yeah. Uh, right here in the West Loop. Uh, yeah, but back to Killian, though. I mean, I think for me, the way I'm going into it, I'm not going to have too high of expectations. I'm just hoping that he does exactly what the Cubs need and the Cubs need innings tomorrow. I hope it's he gives us five innings of three earned runs or less. That's what I am hopeful for. And if it goes downward, then I hope we see more strikeouts. I, I, there has, I'm hoping there's something positive that comes out of it. That's, that's genuinely where I'm at with it. I mean, that's, that's the reserved side of you. The yes. Cody, the Cub fan side of you wants to say, I want 10 strikeouts. Well, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I want to see. Let's be honest, Cody. Yeah. Don't, don't sugarcoat this for us. <laughs> don't give us the, oh, I, I hope he pitches five innings and maybe gives up three runs we have Marcus Stroman for that on good days yeah yeah you're right yeah I, okay. I want to see some strikeouts for sure yeah I want to see some strikeouts I want to see Killian look 10 times better than what Matthew Libertor was for the Cardinals last night and as their top pr- pitching prospect I I want to see I honestly like I I honestly want to see Killian come up here and shove so we can all just kind of give Jed a break He's the top pitching prospect. I want to see him come up and do what Morell is doing offensively. Yeah. Morell yeah. wasn't a, like a, a top three, four prospect. So if Morell can do that, I want to see Killian come up and do at least that pitching wise. Yeah. Is that too much pressure? I, don't I think, think he's so. putting more than that on himself anyway. Right. I think it's, I don't think there's really any pressure for Killian at all because he knows he's coming to a team that's, that's right. not good right now. Yeah. It's not like he's coming into like a division race or anything. Like and that's kind of like if you want to spin zone the whole Cubs season is like these guys that they'll bring up. It's not like there's a ton of pressure for them to produce. So, you know, we'll again doubleheader tomorrow. They're gonna need Killian to get some innings. So yeah, my reserve side is is like just do your job in terms of at least giving us five innings, but also show us like what we're excited about. We want to see 97 at the top of the zone getting hitters to swing and miss. We want to, you know, we want to see some soft contact. We want to, you know, we want to see what we've, what's been hyped up. And again, haven't seen a pitcher like this get the call for the Cubs since, you know, the hype since, you know, like I said, Mark Pryor probably. So here's the hoping. It here's the hoping. Out. And like you guys said, like, I think one of the reasons it's exciting is because Killian really is the first young pitcher in a while that fits the mold of where the MLB is heading. Like the Cubs have, have just not, you know the best organizations who are developing these pitching prospects it's a lot of a lot of velocity and then a lot of like horizontal break on the secondary pitches and the cubs just they don't have a lot of guys that are pumping gas like that and they need to have that and so i'm excited that they're they're finally you know they've got a player that fits that profile coming up it's exciting like cody said he is the first guy first big name guy 
for the next great Cubs team that is being called up, for what they believe is the next great Cubs team. He's the first big prospect to come up, the yeah. first really big name. He's the first guy to come out of those trades at the end of last season. Horner was already here. Keegan Thompson was already here. We didn't know he'd be this good, but he was already here. Mm-hmm. Morrell came up but wasn't that big of a name. This is the first guy to come up where if you had to put an asterisk by him, you would say this guy's part of the next great Cubs team and might be one of your top pitchers. Yeah. yeah. You hope he is. Yeah. You know, you, we're looking at the, this, this Cubs rotation right now, and you're thinking, you know, if Killian can be something, you got him. Keegan Thompson continues to grow. We'll see where he's at by the end of the year, if he's going to, you know, really assert himself as, a, you know, a top of the rotation guy, top three of the rotation guy. Uh, and then, I mean, again, by the end of the season, we'll see about a bunch of other dudes as well. But if Killian f- performs the way that he is being hyped or even close to it on top of what we're getting out of Thompson, you got a solid top two or top two or three, whatever you want to call it, going into next year. So, you know, again, it's been a long time since the Cubs have really been able to develop pitching like they have been the last, honestly, the last couple years. It's been... The last couple of years, it's been more bullpen arms and stuff like that. But this is the first real starting pitcher. And uh, I know he was traded, so it's technically a Giants prospect, but still, like. Whatever. You still count Kyle Hendricks as one of your I guys, do. don't you? I do, yeah. You know, the, it's technically not, but, you know, there has to be some things that the Cubs did to help Hendricks become Hendricks at some point, yeah, right? I mean, the White Sox don't. The White Sox count Cease as one of their guys. That's true. You know, and we'll, once you get him, and if they haven't pitched in the major leagues yet, that's. With the success that the bullpens had this year and honestly most of last season as well, I, I have a little more confidence than I think I would have it in years past just about the Cubs' ability to get the best out of these young pitchers and, and yeah, the run prevention unit and all that. Ravi's calling for Killian, 12 strikeout performance, and he says, mark this post. Mark this post. Mark this post, Ravi said, 12 strikeouts in the first game. All right. I like it. I'll think about Ravi whenever Killian shoves 14 down their throats tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I just think it's exciting. I, I think it's, you know, something for the fans. Boy, after you lose a game like this, yeah. when, when you get clobbered by your rival at home on a fantastic Friday. You're wearing the City Connect unis. You're wearing the City Connect, and that's the game you get. And I know uh, – I. I think it was Jack was saying, hey, make Ryan ask David Ross, how did you put together this lineup? Mm-hmm. Clearly, this lineup was put together with David Ross thinking, we got two tomorrow. Yeah. It was we got a win in this series. Yeah. We already got a win in this series. We've got two on Saturday. I'm going to give some guys the day off. Yeah. And that, to me, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I get it. I also thought, you know, in the Twitter space today, I was talking about how I would have liked to see Horner in there at least today, and you give Horner tomorrow during the like one of the games off tomorrow if you absolutely wanted to. But I'd just be pissed off even more if they had played that full, like all those guys they sat today, and they still lost 14-5. to So, I mean, whatever. I, that game just stunk. It did. I don't want to talk. I didn't want to talk too much about it. Jack is see now. This is the kind of optimism I've been looking for in the chat. Jack says twenty-one strikeouts for Killian to break Woods' record. That would be acceptable. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! You know, I'll, don't put expectations on him. Yeah, put man. expectations on him. Yeah, just <laughs> twenty-one strikeouts. Just well, he's got to wait till like his fourth or fifth outing for that. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to talk about the other bad news? I knew you were going to bring that up. Jeez. I, great, I couldn't Bob. even have the positive. Usually, you're supposed to be the positive guy. Today, I come in, and I'm the one that's just like, what is going on? Like, how are we going to get through this summer? Uh, well, Brennan Davis <laughs> not only had an epidural in his back that we didn't know about, Megan Montemurro of the Chicago Tribune has a, an article out. He had back surgery yesterday. Yeah, The Cubs' number one prospect. We're excited about Killian, but their number one prospect, their center fielder potentially for the future, for a decade or more, a five-tool guy, a can't-miss prospect, they say. He had a terrible start to the season at Iowa, which was shocking because we were thinking, wow, what if he could have a – if the spring was normal, maybe he could have made the major league roster. But he, he, he was struggling at Iowa, and they couldn't figure out why. Now we find out a couple weeks ago, well, 
his back was bothering him in the spring, and it's carried over to Iowa, and the back continued to bother him. So they gave him an epidural, and the epidural didn't work. The pain started shooting down his leg, started to continue shooting down his leg. So they went in for what they thought was disc surgery yeah. yesterday, and it turned out to be a cluster of blood vessels causing back pain, a vascular malformation. It's a lot of This words. is according to Megan's article that pressed against a nerve similar to like when people have a sciatica, like the sciatic nerve really starts to bother them. The pain goes all the way, shoots down your leg all the way to your foot. No disc or structural issues. That is the good news. Like best, when he went in for back surgery yesterday, again, we didn't even know he was having it. This was best case scenario. So basically they take those blood vessels and they cauterize them. And what it sounds like to me, again, I'm not a doctor, but I've watched a lot of ER and I've seen some different shows on television and a lot of movies. It sounds like what back in the day Mark DeRosa had where they cauterize little pieces of his heart and you know he was back a couple days later to the ballpark and it was like, wow, this guy actually had heart surgery. Is it, is it heart surgery? Yes. Is it different than open heart surgery? Yes. So it sounds like this is good news for Brendan Davis. For Cubs fans, I don't care how you spin it. It's horrific news. He's yeah. 22 years old. He's your number one prospect, and they're expecting a full recovery. But goodness, it's a, it is a back injury. He had back surgery. I know the spin zone is it wasn't disc problem. Right. It wasn't structural. That's great news. Bad news, your 22-year-old top prospect just had to have surgery on his back, and they couldn't figure out what it was prior to that. I yeah. hope it works. Yeah, and that's all we can really do is hope. You know, we're, we're going to hear – we'll probably hear more from Jed or someone eventually. I mean, this – all the news that we have at this current moment is what – was put in this Tribune article by Megan Montemurro. And, and, you know, that is what it is. So, yeah, it, for what we know right now, it, it doesn't seem good. You want me to be optimistic? Is, and, and I can say that hopefully, perhaps, maybe he's back on the field sooner than what many people presume. I don't know anything about back surgery and like I don't what and, or, or anything about what this is or how long it takes to heal. Nothing. I know nothing about it. But it just sucks because like this guy went from South Bend to Iowa last year, won Cubs minor league player of the year, only 22 years old, like you said, Luke, emerged as a not only a top 100 prospect, but was ranked number 15 in all of baseball on the top prospects list. And whether he was on the Cubs or not, you just don't like to hear this type of stuff for guys because you don't get ranked in the top 20 prospects in all of baseball just for no reason. Like, you showed that you are good at whatever it is that you do, whether you're a pitcher or you're a position player. You show that you have the talent. You show that you can play the game. And an injury or whatever. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how it even happened. Like, he went to spring training. Then they sent him to minor league camp. Right. And I then, don't know how it, progre I don't know how it right. progresses to that. If it's a vascular malformation, you assume that's just a genetic thing, the way it was in his body. Now, Katie is right on the chat. She's like, no structural issues, good, but something pushing on a nerve is painful. That said, Cody, I don't know how he was playing baseball. Right. Yeah. How was he even going out there – like, no wonder his numbers were bad. Mm -hmm. The guy had pressure on a nerve that was shooting pain down his back and leg. Right. And he was trying to play Trying to it. play baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I hope for the sake of his career and, like, the potential that his career has, I hope he is just able to get back sooner than what we are all sitting here and thinking I feel terrible for him. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. For is him, like, I feel worse than I do for the fans. Whether he was a Cubs prospect or not, I mean, I would feel bad. You know, we see prospects all the time that, you know, don't work out, and a lot of it is because of injuries. So, you know, I, 
I don't want to sit here and pronounce the guy injury prone. I don't want to do that. But, uh, you know, back injuries, they, I, you know, people say they linger. This doesn't even sound like an injury, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? This doesn't sound like he did something on the baseball field and it bothered his back. It sounds like it was just going to happen in his back. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, anybody can get a back injury just walking around their house. Which, at is, least which that's is concerning because, like you said, this guy's 22. He's not, he's not your age, Luke. You know, he's. Yeah. Boy, that is a shot. That <laughs> he's is not a even, dig for a guy who had a birthday yesterday. He's Joey not walked even, in looking a little bit older today. <laughs> thank you. He's not even Cody's age. Like, in, and no, he I is. Know. We talked the five tools. Like, he's an athletic guy. That athleticism is a big part of, of what makes his game special. So, you know, I hope for the best, but definitely let's, concerning. Let's say it is. I, again, I'm looking forward to hearing what is the prognosis for this season. Is this season lost? I don't know. Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's able because it wasn't structural. Maybe it's not that bad. I just hope they're extra, extra cautious, even if it costs him another year. Like, if it costs him all of this season, you know, what really, again, he's your number one prospect. And then you go back, and another first-round guy, and Ed Howard has the freak injury at South Bend, and his is a hip. Like, those are two serious blows to the organization within less than a month. Yeah. And I will say it again, I want them to keep Wilson Contreras, but now I'm on the board for Wilson. We will pay you this in the offseason. We guarantee you this contract. If anybody offers you it, we will match it to you. And we will try to beat it if somebody if you get a better offer than that. We need to trade you for prospects because we need to pile this up. This season is lost. And if you will take this deal, we will bump you up another 10 grand a year. That's what the concern is, because this this year could have been it is. It's a big year for them in terms of what are what are we gonna spend? What are we gonna do in the offseason? And seeing what do we have what sorry, not we, I'm not Jed Hoyer, but what do the Cubs have in the organization? Seeing Brendan Davis in the show this year would have been a big, a big uh, piece for them to assess going forward what their long-term plans are going to be. And so even if this, is, if this is a year off of that development, it's definitely significant. But see, I, I sort of disagree with one little part of what you're saying, Joey, and that is I don't want to say we because I think that is the difference with Cubs fans. This is your team if you're a Cubs fan. You put up with 108 years of losing. There is no more loyal fan base in anywhere in sports. This is your team. People live and die with this team. So when prospects are coming up, this is more your team than it will ever be Jed Hoyer's team. He's running the team. But when Jed leaves this job, he will have nothing to do with the Cubs, but the fans will still be there. So that's always my argument. People dog fans for saying, we, we, we. Why, why is it we? It's not your team. Yes, it is. Yeah. Without the fans, there is no team. Yeah. I, and we were kind of arguing about this earlier. I, about, about trading needing Contreras prospects and needing prospects. I, uh, Cody, he was, he was a guy you had penciled in as an automatic starter next to say next year, period. Yeah. You were like Brennan Davis in center, done. Saya in right, done. Ian Happ in left, most likely done. You thought you had your outfield for next season. Yeah, but even even with Brennan Davis, even if he can't if he can't play this year, whatever. It's not like the Cubs don't have outfield got outfield depth now. Like they have Ian Happ for one a whole other year. He knows how? Who knows how the rest of the year goes? If you they can, don't trade him, and exa- okay, yeah, if they don't trade him, but this is going back to trading Wilson yeah. Contreras. This is what I'm saying. I don't think you trade Wilson Contreras just because of the rea- like because you're reacting to what happened with Brennan Davis. Because again, I do think there's outfield there there is outfield talent down there. I mean, Nelson Velasquez will be back. I and, think it impacts how they have to look at the trade deadline. I already think they were selling, and they were certainly sellers. Yeah. But I think they have to be even more open to selling guys that maybe they hadn't considered now. Perhaps. It, it really, again. You just lost two. What, what number was Ed Howard? In the somewhere in the top 10. Somewhere in the top 10. You potentially 10. lost two top 10 everyday players from your farm system. 
I understand. And that. I know they're not gone. I'm just saying. Ed I Howard, don't like either I, injury. Ed, Ed Howard wasn't going to be up here until 2024 at the earliest, anyway. I and and we found right now the Cubs have Nico Horner, and we're trying to figure out about Magical. What like again? I I get where you're coming from. Stockpiling prospects. I totally get where you're coming from. I just don't think you do it just because Brennan Davis. We at at this current moment, we don't know if he's going to be. If he's going to play the rest of the at any at all this year or, or not, I don't think you do it because of that. I, if you're going to trade for prospects, trade for prospects because we are bad and because you know whatever. But I don't think you do it because your number one prospect isn't ready. And there's, also, even even more. with our number one prospect, Brennan getting hurt, there's still a ton of reasons for optimism in the farm right now. Like they're exactly. Oh, yeah, and that's, I'm just that's saying, kind of my point. Look look at the organization. As a whole, and you built up the farm system for two of the top ten, if that's what it is, to be sidelined plus with serious Amaya, injuries. Plus Marquez, you that's know. As I said, Marquez used to be your top prospect. You see top prospects get hurt. The guys don't make it sometimes. That's the ugliness of professional sports. Right. Uh, and, and I, you know, again, we all believe that Wilson Contreras is going to be traded anyway, despite what fans want to see. We think he's probably gone. Right. I'm yeah. just saying it might impact some other guys. I saw um Well I mean can I Steven just, says Happen Hendricks could be gone. Perhaps. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say, Cole? I was just gonna read the, the top ten of the of the Cubs minor league system right now. Perfect. Okay? Yes. Brennan Davis number one. Christian Hernandez n- number two. Pete Co- Pete Crow Ar- Armstrong number three. James Triantos number four. Killian number five. Jordan Wicks number six. Kevin Alcantara, number seven. Owen Casey, number eight. DJ Hurz, number nine. And Braylon Marquez, 10. Now, Hernandez, PCA, Triantos, Kevin Alcantara, and probably Owen Casey, we probably won't see until at least 2024. Right. At least. Jordan Wicks has a chance to be up here next year. The number one draft pick from last year. And that's another a, a, a pitcher. Again, adding to the pitching development this organization has got. As far as position players in the top ten, yeah, this hurts with Brennan Davis. If, if, again, if he can't, if he doesn't play at all this year, right, it really hurts. Yes, I hope it's not nearly as bad as it sounds. Right, and it's, that's there is good news without the structural damage. That is definitely good news. Right. Anytime you put the word back mm-hmm. in with a young player, that's scary. Right. Well. Well, what I was going to continue to say is, again, if you look at the rest of their top 30, we got Nelson Velasquez, who, again, we've already seen a little bit, a couple games. He's, you know, he's got great power, uh, you know, number 16 in the system. Then you got Alexander Canario. He was the other part of the Chris Bryant trade, who, from all I've seen in his highlight reel, is he just hits baseballs very far. Outfield prospect as well. And then Christopher Morrell, ranked number 21 in the system, and we've already gotten a, a good taste of him. Uh, yeah, if there's 20 guys in the farm system better than Morrell right now, right? that's good. That's, right. that's great news. Right. So, you know, those, those two that I said, Canario and Velazquez, Canario's in double in A right now and Velazquez in triple A. I, I just don't think we – do, we don't know what they're going to be, but I don't think that – I don't think the Cubs farm system is something to get nervous about with Brennan Davis if he does miss the rest of the year. I think there's still plenty to be excited about, and there's still some guys that we could see. No one was talking about Christopher Morrell like going into this year or even during the year. When he got the call, we were, I, well, the way I reacted was like, oh, I've, I've heard of the name. I've, I've seen that he hits baseballs far sometimes on my Twitter timeline. That's, right. all, that's all I genuinely knew. <laughs> Uh, so there, I'm not saying the Cubs are going to find a bunch more of those, but like there, there's plenty to be optimistic about. Kind of like what Joey said, I understand trading Contreras for a slew of more prospects. If you do, and I've said this on the record many times, if you do trade Contreras, yeah, I would like some prospects that who could play next year. Like that, like if that's right. what you're saying, then I'm on board. I just, again, I don't think re- making a trade of Contreras or Hap or Hendricks or whoever to react because of Brennan Davis and then to ju- to basically set it up to where we're not competing until 2025 or something like that makes sense. I still think there's plenty there's still plenty to to come. He seemed like Davis um as a position player 
seems like one of the gap guys. He was going to be the first of the position players to come up, which gave you a taste of the next generation of Cubs team. While we said the other guys are a couple years off. Yeah. But he was going to give you that bridge. Right. Sort of like Rizzo gave you the bridge to wait for some other guys to come up. And that, that's why... That's just another reason that it's slightly disappointing because now I think they're all pushed back uh, into, a, into a closer group. Yeah. I hear Ryan's coming up. Why don't we do a, the promo breaks real quick and we'll get to Ryan Herrera uh, <laughs> for some updated info from the clubhouse. Okay. Well, we've been talking spin zone because of the, the game was so bad today. Spin zone, <laughs> if you guys need something to feel better, I recommend downloading the, point, the PointsBet app and then subscribing to CHGO. And if you download the PointsBet app, the best way to really support us is the best way to support CHGO is if you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from a CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. And we'll help you remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Say it every show. If Luke can do it, so can you. It's really that easy. Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ryan Herrera has tweeted that Killian will be game two starter on yes, Saturday. I was going to bring that up when we got, um, got And back, then we got distracted. Then we got distracted, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do have to tell you quickly about Owen, which stands for only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. And I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. Here it is. You can get 20% off your first purchase at LiveOwen, that's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com, with the code CHGO20. Join me, Justin Fields, and try Owen only what you need. You tried the vanilla? I tried the, the vanilla. The vanilla, it's fire. I, I honestly need a case. You're in. I'm in. You're all in. Yep. Let's bring in Ryan Herrera. See what he's got for us. We've got a starter. We've got hello, injuries. Hello. Ryan, how much of this stuff hey, did David Ross? What I got? What I got? Oh, hey. show at the ballpark today. We're all wearing swag. Yeah. Um, how much of this... How much of this stuff did David Ross bring up? Did he mention uh, Brendan Davis? Did he mention Kill- – how much did he talk about Killian and what's the news on both that you have? Uh, yeah, I, mean, we, I, I think we've all like kind of seen the reports on Brendan Davis. We didn't talk about that today. Um, but like I heard you guys say, uh, Killian obviously confirmed for uh, game two tomorrow. Um, no corresponding move yet. I expect we'll get that in the morning uh, or even maybe even after game one. Um, so definitely on hold. I don't. I'm not. I don't have a good feel for which way they're going to go as far as moving someone to a 60 man or DFA. Like I, I don't know exactly what that move will be. Um, but obviously a 40 man and an active roster spot will have to be open for him. Um, but he said that you know he, he he's heard good reports on him. He's a hard, he knows he's a hard worker. Um, got to interact with him a little bit down in um, uh, down in Arizona spring training and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's, he's you know I've. We've, we've talked to him, we've talked to Ross a little bit about him before, and you know he, they see the good, um, you know the, that he's been they've been doing well and having good success down in uh, Arizona, uh, or not in Arizona, sorry, down out in Iowa, um, and he I guess they look at it like right now he's ready for this shot. Um, he doesn't know that he doesn't know that it's just a fill in spot start and then he's going back down. He also doesn't know that it's not. You know he he won't get a run through the rotation like he said he said it's kind of a wait and see kind of thing because you know Chris Morrell came up 
And I don't know if anyone really expected him to have as good of a start as he did. And now he's kind of played his way into an everyday player for the time being. Uh, Ross kind of compared it to that and said, you know, Morel got his chance and took advantage of it. Um, sometimes, sometimes guys do that. So Caleb's going to get his chance and then, you know, kind of will go from there. All right. I mean, that there, that's, that's the exciting news. Yeah. Cody's, Cody's trying to play it cool. You know, he's, he's the, there's the I'm, hot girl in the gym and Cody's trying to play it cool. He's just kind of looking her way a little bit. I thought he was going to be all goo goo gaga over Caleb Killian. I am. I mean, I'm excited about it. I'm, you know, it is what it is. I honestly, the last two minutes I was reading the comments section. I love to see Robbie in here defending <laughs> yeah. all of us for this uh, guy, part of the 11 rings crowd probably has never only seen more than the two that they have this century. Um, it is what it is. Um, the BFIB continues to be the same and always has been. So, uh, yeah, going back to Killian, uh, you know, again, I'm excited to see what he's going to do in game two tomorrow because if the first game does not go well, then, uh, you know, we'll see. Like, I think that changes how the Cubs will use him because yeah. I think they don't want to put too much pressure on But if – Game one goes kind of like today, then they're going to really need him to eat innings. So it's, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, kind of how I feel like it's going to go if, if, you know, it all depends on how that first game goes. His call up is the most exciting thing that's happened to the Cubs this season. And that's no knock on Christopher Morrell. Yeah. Because nobody expected anything from Morrell. He's been exciting being here. And Keegan Thompson's emergence is also very exciting. But it's Killian. The top pitching prospect being called up, that's probably so far going to be the highlight of the season. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah sorry. I, I, I think so. Just He's a guy we've kind of been hearing about in the last, what, 11 months now since, since the Chris Bryan trade. And I don't know if he was as anticipated then as he was coming into the season, but that Arizona Fall League kind of changed a lot of things and changed a lot of perceptions on him. Um, and so this is, you know, I, we could see it on like every single show, the comment section clamoring for Caleb Killian to get, to get brought up. Um, and so this is kind of the, the people waited for two months, uh, you know, let, let Ross ride things out with some of the guys he's got now, but obviously injuries. And that's one of the things too, that I was thinking about was last week, you know, Ross telling reporters in Cincinnati that, you know, that Caleb, Caleb Killian wasn't in the mix for the two double headers. Uh, those two days um, kind of reiterated that on Saturday when he was asked about it when we were on the South side. Um, and now a week later, it's kind of obviously things have changed. <laughs> like circumstances have changed. Wade Miley's hurt. Drew, Drew Smiley's hurt. Uh, it's kind of, it's just kind of funny how quickly things can change um, just based on circumstances outside of their control. But um, yeah, now it's just kind of like everyone waited. People were anticipating it. Uh, I know I saw Corey tweeting about it a lot, uh, but it's just, now here's the time and um you know this again this is I'd probably what i can you name the last time a, a, a pitching prospect was this like his his debut was this anticipated by the by like the cubs fan base because i can't that's we we said that early in the in the podcast we're like does this go back as far as mark Pryor? because kyle hendricks didn't have this kind of hype coming in necessarily he was mm -mm. You know, he was thought of as a good prospect that they got in the Dempster deal, but he wasn't their top overall prospect, pitching prospect. Yeah. No, I don't, I'm like, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember if Samarja had this much hype when he, I, I don't remember if he did or not. Samarja's a, a good one, especially yeah. because people knew him already. Because of Notre Dame. Because of Notre Dame and the yeah. $10 million signing bonus to not play football. Yeah. So, I, I you know what? It's probably since Jeff Samarja. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good point, yeah. Can't think of another pitcher. It's really hard. You know, I mean, Carlos Zambrano and 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 uh, Mark Pryor were brought up around the same time. I don't mm -hmm. I don't remember mm -hmm. if one was hyped more than the other. They were both well. Pryor was. Pryor was like he was the first round pick who was coming from USC and was supposed to be like the perfect pitcher. Like he was supposed mm -hmm. to be everything. The big calves. The, you know. Every, mechanically perfect, everything was supposed to be. And he did deliver early until the injuries. He was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, so yeah, I, the I, point I, is this is like, <laughs> this is the the most anticipated pitching prospect call-up that we've seen in, in, in quite a while. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, can you tell me what the heck happened to Stroman? 
<laughs> I uh, I don't want to be too negative about it. I was I was a little salty on the couch. Me, over the thing. me and Luke were arguing about whether Marcus Stroman. He's been <sighs> underwhelming. He's yeah. been. Cody's talked me into believing now that he has been average. Yeah. And I will just Before say that, it's every, it's every other outing. It's it's yeah. good, bad. He's had two good outings this year. Yeah, the two. the uh, Luke was saying that Stroman has been awful, and I talked to him. To, he I corrected him to me average. and said he's been more like average. Yes, but I he's had Luke a good game against. Of, go ahead. I think I think Luke is just more mad that I don't think he's mad at Stroman. I think he's mad that he picked. Stroman and who you got today. Oh, that was part of it. And you missed it. And the $6 gallon of gas I paid for today. And then the traffic. (laughs) And then, and then they give up nine runs and I'm like, and that was my, who you got guy. (laughs) That's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. But he had, let's be honest. He pitched a good game against the Brewers and he pitched a good game against the White Sox. Seven innings, no runs, both of them. He's had some Uh, equally bomby performances. This game and the Rays game were just as bad as those games were good. Yeah, but he had the quality start in Atlanta. And then that that first Sunday against Milwaukee was also you know, five innings, one run was good. I mean, he, he I'm trying to like think when you kind of he because he's still saying that he doesn't feel like he's mechanically there. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's we're kind of past the saying spring shortened spring training has had its effects. I think it's two months into the season, like guys are built up again. And you, I mean, he went ninety pitches still. More maybe more out of necessity than anything, but he had you know he still threw ninety pitches. Um, yeah, he said he he just you know just didn't have the command, wasn't hitting his spots. Obviously, like Goldschmidt, uh, that splitter inside just put a great swing on it uh, for that three run home run. Like I I was looking at him like that thing was like fading in on him. He somehow golfed it and got it to go hoppo. Like I, <laughs> that that takes a good hitter to do, but, but that, that's Goldschmidt. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was, you know, command was off, um, you know, got through the first couple innings fine. And then it was the, the third inning, third or fourth inning was just when he kind of got blown up on. And, you know, wind blowing out too doesn't help, but it, it was a lot of just lack of command, lack of, um, now he, again, he doesn't feel like he's all there mechanically. There's just, there's things going on that, he, that he's like, you know, something that Mike Morgenstrom will always say is just, you know, go back to the drawing board, watch the tape, see what he's got to do better. Um, without watching the tape myself, I can't, you know, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, yeah, just, just mechanical command issues that he has to work on. Because today, the worst start he had all year. I don't think there's any denying that. Uh, it was just a lot of <laughs> runs given up, just not hitting his spots, keeping the ball over the plate too much, and letting guys hit it. And obviously, the Cardinals have good hitters on the team, and they took advantage. I, Listen, I just think Stroman. I still think there's 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 not even half. The, we're not even halfway through the season, and and for everyone who wants to like trade Stroman at the deadline, like I'll say this: he hasn't been good enough to get any kind of real value back. That's the problem. You'd be trading low, right? And be like, what's the point stop. of doing that? So like, I think that we've got good starts and we've got bad starts. And remember, in April they couldn't. The 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 length wasn't. Like there, no pitcher was going deep in April, at least. I don't know. I just think that there's still there's still time. The wind was blowing out today. I will say that today was his worst start. The one against the Rays, I give a little bit of a pass because that weather was so bad. They shouldn't even played that game. They called it after six innings. It was literally the dumbest game to that has been played this year. Oh yeah. In my opinion, today was his worst start of his career. It is what it is. I'm interested to see how he bounces back. Has he been worth the money so far? No. Has he been bad, though? No. He has been average. And you know what? For this Cubs team, that whether he was great or not, it really probably doesn't even change their record that much. Maybe it adds a win or two. I don't know. I think that there's still, there's still time to see if he, can, if he can, you know, I guess in a way, live up to the contract. I Again, and I don't even think it's a bad deal. It's a short-term deal. Well, you know, I agree. He with has that. he to me. He brings a great vibe to their clubhouse. He's a good dude to everyone else. Everyone likes him. No one ever says anything bad about him in the clubhouse. Agree with that. All right. Like, I think 
that there are definitely pros to having him here and in the future. So, you know, every every comment that I've read that says Strowman's been bad his entire time here, it's like you have you don't even go look at the box score, bro. <laughs> he just threw seven shutout innings on the south side the other day, and I was told that team's a World Series contender. So I don't know. No, I, I mean, I, I kind of on the same boat. Like, I keep seeing, like, people tweeting, like, nothing Stroman has done this year has impressed me. I'm like, he's had, yeah, he's had bad starts. We know that. But he's also had, like, really freaking good starts. That went against Milwaukee right before, you know, the COVID stuff happened that on May 1st. Like, that was seven innings. It was like three hits, two hits, something like that. Shout out. Like, that was excellent start. Like, that was impressive. But, I mean, like you said, like, he's – Obviously, has this is a bad start. It's a very bad start. He has to bounce back from it, and if he doesn't, you start tinkering with some things. And, and um, they I probably Strowman has, um, has a track record of being a successful starter. Like it's, I think at this point, it's like you mentioned, Cody. It's a three-year contract. Like it's not a bad contract, and it's also barely two months into the regular season, and he missed eighteen days dealing with COVID. Like there's, there's every. I don't think I don't think there's a reason to like. Yes, you can you can admit that there is he. This is a really bad start, and he's had a few of them. But you can also there's also reason to believe that, as just looking at his past, that there is a chance he you know he he could bounce back and have more consistently good starts because he did put together a good three. I mean, two really good ones and a third, uh, a third you know so so okay maybe more above average start. So I think you know you kind of give give a little more run than he has one bad start in the last month and everyone is thinks he's done like I, I think that's an overreaction yeah I, I you know what's difficult real quick is okay. that Hendricks has been very similar yeah one good start one bad start one good start one eh start you know like yeah. it there hasn't been similar. a stretch right? right what I'm what I, in my thought process I'm thinking that Stroman I don't. I can't put it into words. I just feel like you know those first year free agent moves, like the first year. I I'd love to see what John Lester's numbers were at the beginning of June in 2015 compared to Marcus Stroman's. I would say that John Lester probably has better numbers, but I don't know. And also, people will go who didn't watch this game will go look at the box score and be like, "Oh, he gave up nine runs." Well, the Cubs also have a doubleheader to play tomorrow. I personally believe David Ross would have taken him out earlier if it weren't for the doubleheader tomorrow. Agreed. That is what it is. He wouldn't have been able to give a, give the Cubs a five innings, but his ERA and everything wouldn't look what it looks like right now if they didn't have the double the the uh, the double the doubleheader tomorrow. And that doesn't that's not a way for me to say that I'm right or you're wrong. It's more of just the people who just go straight and look at his ERA and say this guy stinks. And it's like, did you have have you watched a game? Just, just tell me how many innings you've actually watched Marcus Stroman pitch and then tell me why you think he stinks. That's that's all I ask. I will say uh, John Lester also would have had a better roster in 2015 that's true. than the Cubs have right now, and he did play with a lineup that wasn't going to help him out. Again, for me, there were several reasons for being disappointed. Another one is we've been talking about how he was embracing Wrigley Field. He loves pitching here, waiting for the big game at Wrigley Field. Right. And I said, wow, what did I say last night in the postgame? Like, I, I'm looking for Stroman to have a big game. The sun's going to be out. It's going to be 80 degrees. The rival Cardinals are here. They've won three in a row. They're undefeated in June. Right. There's a lot of positives going in. And he gives up as many home runs as Frank Schwindel. <laughs> yeah. Spin zone. Spin zone. Yeah. <laughs> spin zone. It wasn't a good game. It was not <laughs> a good game. It was not a good game. I'm not saying no. – I'm not saying trade him. But – he needs to be better than average, I, agree. I think he would say that himself. I agree. I agree he needs to at least be above average. He needs yes. to he needs to have three good starts, then one bad start if you're gonna, you know, if you're and if you're gonna have a bad start. You can't have this inconsistent roller coaster that it's been. I completely agree. But again, I just I just ask people to watch the game. <laughs> and I will the other part of what we were gonna talk uh, with Ryan about was did they mention the fifth inning at all because I really believe Stroman didn't lose the game by himself in the fifth inning they were, can respond the bases are loaded nobody That's out yeah. and that you know Wisdom Hayward and Ortega gets thrown out running yeah. the bases mm -hmm. and they get nothing 
bases loaded, nobody out. Like, to me, that was a turning point in the game. Like, they could have at least kept it interesting at that point. What was it, 6-4 to four at the time? Or was it 9-4 to four yes. at that 15, point? I think they had was 9 it, already, was it yeah. 9-4 to four at that yeah. point? Yeah. If was, the yeah. Thing is, the thing is, is that's – that I don't want to put it all on wisdom, but with the lineup that David Ross put out there today, that is <laughs> that is all on yeah. Patrick Wisdom. Let's be real about it. Because he already had a home run in the game. He strikes out on a curveball that is out of the zone, is what it is. And then you and got then Hayward. Hay- you get br- you bring up Hayward. I don't want like this we've already been negative enough. We know we you know what I'm thinking. We know when the I'm situation. Talking. We know the situation with Jason Hayward. In my opinion, do you, is should he been playing today? No, but again, doubleheader tomorrow. It is what it is. I get it. I get why he's in there. That doesn't mean I'm happy about it. But you knew when Haber's coming up after Wisdom struck out, you knew it was going to be tough to really get back into that lead because of how the lineup was. It just is what it is. The Cubs went with like their C lineup today. That like that's how I. Those it was Hayward. Was it Hayward Higgins, Rivas? and Simmons in the bottom four. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, Rivas, I, I still have some hope for because he's young at least. Higgins has been a nice backup for Jan Gomes since he went on the IL. That's fine. But you're going to put Simmons and Hayward in the lineup? Like, yikes, folks. Yikes. And, Ryan, I know you have to be the objective guy here, but you're thinking the same thing. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm speaking it out there for you. When we're, when we're talking about the fifth inning, I mean, again, 9-4, bases loaded, you see Wisdom struck out, and I think we're all kind of thinking the same thing, and then it happens, and it's just like you have to get you have to get a run out of that, let alone like two, three, four. Like that's that, – again, like Luke said, the turning point, it was just – I mean, it, it's just it's – just, that, that's a rough lineup, and like you said, Cody, like tomorrow's a long day. They're probably – Nick Madrigal, give him a rest, right? Like um, it's – it was, a, it was a rough lineup and we saw it. It played out kind of that way. I mean, Wisdom had the big home run that won me who you got. So, yeah, I won't, I won't blame him for, for the loss. But. Am I good? <laughs> when you go into the start, you go into the start of today's game thinking with that line, you're like, all right, we need Stroman to go six or seven innings. And, like, at the end of the day, he's the reason why the Cubs weren't even in this game. So, it – like. I knew that it was going to go one or two ways, and that's that's how it happened. So, you know, the only I thing that know, I go ahead, Ryan. I, was say, I don't know. They that home run that I tweeted it out, but they got that. I don't know if they they've been passed since, but when Wisdom hit that home run, they took the lead for most first inning runs scored this season. Um, but they also have a lot of uh, of losses with of losses in games where they led. Um, so that tells, that that tells you just. <laughs> Not only that the pitching hasn't always been there, but also at the same time how the offense kind of dies the longer the game goes on. I think we've all seen it. it the eye test, like you know, you know that's what happens. Um, and so right there, that fifth inning, that again looked like a spot. Like hey, like they haven't, you know, they 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 got the third one. And they got they scored again in the third, but this is a, this is a spot they could, you know, they should get a run. Like if they can score some here, that's going to be a momentum shifter. But then when they don't score, and you're kind of like. Yeah, that's kind of been the the theme the theme of the season. Which fifth inning or later, it's, it, the runs are hard to come by. So, again, turning point that just did not go in their favor, which is is tough to see. One final note on Stroman: I see a comment at the very top of the chat, and it says, "Hopefully he bounces back from Julian. Hopefully he bounces back like Darvish did in Chicago." I that would be an interesting comparison. How did Darvish do in his first nine starts versus how has Stroman done in his first? nine starts I would guess that Darvish was actually worse than Stroman I would too I, yeah. I, in fact I'd be surprised if he wasn't yeah no that uh, I like so that I is like that Julian's is a very comment. good point that's a good point and and that's what Julian is saying in my opinion or at least how I'm reading it is that there's still plenty of time left yeah. for him to turn it around and again in my opinion he's been very average we need more consistency we need more length out of him he has a history of showing he can do that. So I'm willing to wait it out and see what happens. Cool. Um, Any word on the chicken and waffles, Ryan? Yeah, what did you have for food? Oh, no, it was no chicken and waffles today. But I told you, I wasn't, I was, I wasn't manifesting it for today. Like, right, I'm, tomorrow. I'm, I'm predict- tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm predicting it tomorrow, and there will be chicken and waffles. The thing is, like, I'm like three for three on chicken and waffles this year. Um, and it's, like, it's always a toss-up because you never know when you're actually going to get it. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my prediction for chicken and waffles tomorrow. 
And and you probably won who you got today too, because you had wisdom, correct? Yeah, probably. It's well, probably the fi- we don't hold the fifth inning against him because he had a he had a home run in the game. Uh, yes, you, you yeah. win. So now it is six, five, four. I believe so. Yes, six, five, six, five four. four. Yep. So that's a win for Ryan heading into the weekend. Oh yeah. Congratulations oh, yeah. on Starting that. The- uh, hey Starting guys, want to. Real quick, you want to start your day with a competitive edge? Perhaps. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp that doesn't make you high or hungry, but does offer real benefits that can help you. You'll feel alert, focused, without the jitters. Live your day more balanced, less anxiety, fewer aches and pains. Plus, CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep. You wake up feeling your best. It's also small batch, all of it, fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for if you're looking for that more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off the entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. Ooh. That's 25% off your order at StravaCraftCoffee.com. When you use the code CHGO25 at checkout, discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only. One use per customer. If you already love Strava, then subscribe and save with the Coffee Club. Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule. Cody is all in on this stuff. You tried it, right? I did. I had some this morning, actually. Great stuff. Uh, I think I might join Kevin in subscribing. It's really good. Well, in Spin Zone, Spin you're zone. the happiest guy in the building today. I, you, I, a more restful sleep. You, I mean, no, it, you might help yeah. you tonight. Yeah. I did sleep you, better tonight. I yeah. expected you to be far more Drink negative. Drink it in. It always goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree. All right. Ryan, what about, uh, before we go, any other injury updates? There's one on Alec Mills and who else? Albert Alzelay. Uh, Alzelay. Yeah, Alzelay, I believe, started, you know, light throwing again. Um, you know, he's still kind of, he, I think he was in, how much was that? He was, yeah, he was in Chicago recently getting a check. I don't have my notepad, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get that wrong. Uh, but I think the news is that he, yeah, is kind of resuming light throwing. Uh, I think you're still looking at a little, a little bit of time left before obviously he could even come to Chicago. He's not even eligible till Monday, but um, that's not going to happen. Um, Alec Mills, we talked to him yesterday. Um, he's eligible to come off Monday. He is slated to start again on uh, for Iowa on Tuesday, so I think you can expect him to not be activated on Monday. Um, and he kind of. You know, throw Tuesday, try to get five innings, try to get about 75 pitches, um, and then kind of go from there. They're not, the plan isn't as clear up there, but I, I think if all goes well, um, he's kind of getting close. Uh, Drew Smiley yesterday talked to him as well. Um, you know, kind of felt the oblique thing. I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, felt it. Uh, so the last batter he faced was McCutcheon, right? Yeah, McCutcheon. And then the batter before him was Caratini. He said he kind of felt it on that last pitch to Caratini. Tried pitching through it against McCutcheon uh, and just kind of progressively got worse. Uh, just felt it a little more. Um, he said that it's kind of on him. The timeline kind of depends on when he feels he's kind of ready to go, like ready to start ramping things up again. He can, when he feels he can do uh, a throwing program but with no pain. Um, so he's kind of predicting four-ish weeks, three to four-ish weeks. Uh, he said he had a similar injury uh, to the oblique when he was a rookie, and he remembers it being about four or five weeks or so that it kind of took him to recover. He's older now. I don't know if that changes anything. Uh, but it, uh, he said that his doctor told him, like, kind of those kind of injuries will uh, just kind of change just based on who – Know, just based on who you are, like not everyone's situation is the same. Um, so it's all just kind of going to depend on when he feels he's ready to start ramping things up again. Sounds good. Yeah, hopefully we see Alzelay back soon. Uh, he's one of those guys that's like, can he be part of the next great Cubs team? We're gonna, we need question. to find out. We need yeah. to find out. 
And if they do trade Stroman, then I want to insert him right into his spot. So, whatever. <laughs> hey, Cubs lose 14-5. to five. Here's what you do with it. 30th anniversary of the shrug. Oh, well, move on. It's Killian Day on Saturday. Yeah. And also spin zone, Frank Schwindel, 18 career ERA. Yadi Molina, 36 career ERA. Yeah. Suck it. Yeah. Where's that Cardinals fan that left the chat? He left after I went to the chat and told him that St. Louis is a dump. Schwindel's a, bad, <laughs> Schwindel's a better pitcher than Yadi. So take that. Just take that. Hall of Famer. St. Louis also has emo pizza. And we don't like that. No. No, no, no. We're not it's, a dump. it's not even pizza. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening to the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Ryan, you're going to be at game one tomorrow? Yes, sir. I'll be and then you might one. stick around to watch game two as a fan? Maybe from home? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll with be a game beverage two. at home. Me and my brother are going to game two. If you want to hang out, let me know. Cody's locked in. Maybe. <laughs> Sounds good. Get ready for Killian Day. Fly the W.